So, wow. 13 days before Christmas. 13 days. It's kind of just flashed by. And, um, and I'm so aware, and I'm speaking to myself as well, but I'm aware for all of us that we, we, we're living, a lot of us are still living in that, that kind of uh, end year haze. Uh, we've dealt with all these COVID changes and um, we're dealing with, with all the things for some of us that are still in the business space that uh, the demands of what's still to happen and what is expected for us before we, 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 we have Christmas, all the demands and things in terms of family, um, school still ending up, the thoughts of travel, all of these things have kind of impacting us and I'm saying it's 13 days before Christmas. And I honestly must just share this, that my heart is as I was preparing this message, is that somehow the Lord, as I prayed now, will impart something to us that in these days leading up to Christmas, it will carry us with such a sense of excitement that when we get to Christmas Day, we would be able to celebrate and that crescendo of celebration of just experiencing the joy and the, and the, and the love of being able to celebrate what Jesus has done for us by entering into his creation and reconciling us to him. And I'm, I'm just hoping that in this time, we'll be able to just build with this and live with this as we go into Christmas. That, that's my prayer. So my theme this morning is, as Lucy said a little bit last week, she's an Advent kind of girl and I'm an Advent kind of guy. I love the sense of taking those times before Christmas, those, those four weeks, and kind of stopping my world to just reflect on what Jesus did for us and, and the themes of, of Advent. And this morning I'm gonna be sharing of the theme of that God loves us. And I know that um, for many of us, and it's, and it's a sad thing that we speak about you know, God loves us and it's kind of been watered down in the world we live in. You know, God loves us, that's great, but you know, I have to do things or there's things I still, you know, the, 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 the sense of the way the, the world's kind of impacted our lives, that this amazing, incredible truth gets kind of a different kind of weightiness with everything else that we're kind of shown and, and experienced in this time. And so really my thought was, Lord, how do I wake myself up, shake myself and shake everybody that can hear me this morning that, I can, that we can know that God loves us and know that God loves us, that it won't be just, I know that God loves us on Sunday, 13 days before Christmas, but that every day that I can know that God loves us or loves me. And, and, and that's really where this all started. Um, and then, of course, as I was starting to prepare, I love this about the Lord. When, I, when I'm usually, um, you know, I, I, I just a very personal thing, when I, when I need to share a message, you know, I, I desperately need the Lord and I find myself vulnerable in that space with wanting to do my best for my king. Um, and in the same space, you know, there's a lot happening in one's life. But there's that vulnerability when the Lord starts kind of re revealing to you, I want you to share this. And then I've got wonderful brothers and friends like Piet praying with me and saying, Ken, how's it going? I'm praying for you. And then the next thing I can say, Piet, I'm excited. This is coming together. And, 
And now I stand here on, on Sunday morning, and I'm so, Lord, just help me to share this message with all of my heart. And that's, that's where I'm at. So what happened during my preparation? Um, and, and having this theme in my heart. One of our lived friends, uh, I, I stumbled across that quite a few years ago, one of our lived friends, um, and I think it might have been you, Wayne, but I'm, I, might be, I might be under correction. It's quite a few years ago. This is back in, back in 2016s or so. Shared with me a love letter from God. And uh, you wonder, well, what is a love letter of God? Well, basically, this Bible is a love letter of God to us. But there's, there's this love letter of, of declarations of his love that um, was basically put together as a love letter. And as I started reading that, I was like, wow, I'm sure the church hasn't heard this yet. This is, <laughs> so that was the first thought. And I was just so blown away as the Lord started speaking to me as I started reading this love letter. It's, there's a lot of these declarations. And so as I was praying, I thought, I'm going to incorporate this into the message this morning. And, um, and so that's going to be part of my message, and, and I'm really excited to do that. And wh- why I'm saying this is that God's word is a love letter to each one of us. His, his whole being is expressed how he loves his creation, and he loves us who have been created in his image. And there are so many amazing promises of his love for each one of us. And so I thought, I'm going to set the scene with just taking some of these declarations, these love letter promises, and sharing it with us. And my heart is, I know this is going to be a little different, but, um, and there's going to be a lot said, but I really want you to focus on the screen and focus on what you hear when you hear these words, these promises, that are going to be spoken specifically, because I know that for each one of us that are sitting here and those that are out there, that as you hear this word, God is going to speak into your heart specifically and say, that is for you, my daughter. That is for you, my son. That's what I'm thinking. That's how I love you. And allow yourself this moment to experience that. Um, it's, uh, and if you get a bit worried that you don't remember everything, um, I've got, uh, Adam's got all the things that we're going to be sharing. It's going to be at the back. You can pick it up at the end. So don't be distracted. But what was that? I want to remember that. We have it at the back. Please grab it at the back of the church. And um, I really want to ask that you would not focus on we that are going to be sharing this because to do this I needed to, to, I needed to get some help and um, so this is an unplugged first time once only performance so uh, we're not nervous <laughs> but, uh, and, and I hope that you will experience it with all our hearts so just allow us these first few, few minutes as we share this um, and then I'm going to share the rest into the message so I'm going to ask Kima to join me and uh, Renus is running it from the back there. And so this is, this is a love letter that the Lord is sharing with each one of us. It is his love letter to you. And so just experience this with, with, with you personally, with the Lord Jesus. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. 
Psalm 139, verses 1 to 3. For you were made in my image. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1, verse 27. In me you live and move and have your being. For in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Acts 17:28. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah 1, 4 and 5. I chose you when I planned creation. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him, who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Ephesians 1, 11 and 12. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place. Acts 17, 26. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Psalm 139, verse 14. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. 1 John 3, 1. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, Give good things to those who ask him. Matthew 7, 11. For I am the perfect father. You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Matthew 5, verse 48. For I love you with an everlasting love. The Lord appeared to him from far away. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. Jeremiah 31 verse 3. My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I could count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and stand. Am still with you. Psalm 139, 17 and 18. And I rejoice over you with singing. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. 
He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Zephaniah 3:17. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. But from there, you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him. If you search after him with all your heart and with all your soul. Deuteronomy 4, 29. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I will take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Revelation 21, 3 and 4. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8, verse 38 and 39. My question is, will you be my child? But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John 1, 12 and 13. Thank you, Oh, friends. The God of the universe loves you. And he is declaring it to you in his holy word over and over and over again. He just loves you. He loves you when you're good. He loves you when you've just messed up. He loves us. Warts and all. And he declares that to us all the time. And I'm really just trusting that um, for this Christmas those promises that were just declared are speaking right into your hearts. And, and I'm trusting that the Lord will carry that in your hearts over this time. <clears throat> it's God's nature to act in this way to all those that he has set apart. And he's going to love you like that forever and eternity. That is his nature. And, and so really, I thought right in the middle of this message, I'm going to challenge each one of us. As I said that I know that there are specific promises that have spoken to your heart out of all of those that were mentioned. And I know there were many. There were actually many more, but I've just restricted them to those 17 due to time. And I would, I would encourage you that to take the time and really allow yourself to just 
in the morning or somewhere during the day, just read through these promises again and allow the Holy Spirit to just mark your heart on one of them and take the time to just think it through. What does that mean if he, if he loves me in this way? And I can just tell you, um, the love that you experience through accepting this gift of love um, will cause you to love more. It's just the way God is. And that's the challenge that I have for you. If I, if I think back on my preparation for this message, as I started reading these, these specific promises, um, I found after a day that one of these promises just kept coming into my heart. And I found in the mornings when I woke up that I was reminded again of this one promise. And so I found myself um, making time to just read through it again, own it again for myself, and then realize the realities of that promise specific for me, that declaration of love specifically for me. And the one that I'm speaking about is where the Lord says that I have actually um, have more thoughts about you than the, all the grains of sand in the ocean. And in our, when I heard that, I found myself in the morning waking up and then remembering this declaration of love over me. And the first thoughts that have got, you know, as I've, and to be honest, the journey's been very beautiful, but also the, 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 the size of his love towards us. You know, I'm thinking, Lord, I've never had so many thoughts of love towards my wife. That's a lot of grains of sand. But you love me that much, that you're thinking about me, your thoughts on me, and that just starts the whole journey of me realizing how much God loves me. That's the one promise that I've just found God give me in this time as I've made this time to reflect on how much he loves me. And so that's the challenge, um, to grow our faith. And I really encourage you to, to take the time and own a promise, maybe more than one, of how much God loves you. Because that is just there for each one of us. What I'd like to do for the rest of the time of the message is really change my focus specifically um, towards the greatest gift of love that we have, and that is Jesus. Um, for all of us that are here, we know, and I'd like to just declare that openly, and then from there just expand it in a few minutes and allow us to experience that gift of love again. That God expresses his love towards all mankind by doing this by giving himself through the atoning sacrifice of his one and only son, Jesus Christ. It is the greatest gift of love that we can experience. And, and John, the Apostle John, says that so beautifully in 1 John um, verses uh, 4 to 10. He says, in, and in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his son to be the pre-propriation for our sins. It's not that we've loved him, it's that he has loved us. And he has done this for us. He has given us this incredible gift of being reconciled with him through his son, who as God entered into his own creation to reconcile us to him. And it is an incredible gift to accept. And the joy is, as I said before, it's not something that 
that we do that he does for us and he accepts us as we are sinful as we are we don't have to be holy to experience this which is something you would hear in many parts of the world uh, Paul says this most amazingly in Romans chapter 5 verses 8 he says but God shows us shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us such a simple phrase but there's so much in there that while we were yet sinners he shows his love towards us that Christ died for us and it is with that thought that we can just hold on to because we know then that the greatest gift is Jesus the greatest gift in Christmas is Jesus it's the ultimate expression of love towards us it really is and God offers this gift to all of us and here's the thing that so many people over this Christmas time people that we find ourselves surrounded with people that we know God is placed into our hearts that we are journeying with and the people they don't understand that there's this gift of God there for them they filled this Christmas with a whole lot of other stuff but the gift this most precious of all gifts is something that hasn't even hit them and to me this is where the difference comes in because friends God says to us that he gives us this gift of love he pours out this gift of love to us in our hearts so that we can give that love to others and as I said this morning earlier this is what happens when you experience God's promises of his love and you start thinking on it and realizing it and and it, and it fills your life with a sense of this is amazing and then somehow you start loving those that you couldn't love before somehow you start forgiving those that previously it's hard to forgive because you start realizing how much you have been loved and that is what happens and this is what I love about Christmas because it does that for us as well and I love the fact that God has created this to stop us to get us to this point every year I love you I love you I love you don't worry about all the other things but I love you the verse that um, it kind of summarizes that is also found in Romans um, chapter uh, 5 verse 5 uh, no, sorry, it's, I think it's Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. Yes, sorry, the, the verse is, is wrong there, but it's Romans 5 verse 5. And such hope never disappoints or deludes us or shames us. For God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. If you just reflect on this verse alone, it's enough to give, get you excited that God has poured out his love into us because we've accepted this gift of love and that there's a result of that is that it enables us to love and be loved and to forgive and be forgiven and so here's the three challenges that I'd like to share with you I've shared one with you but so there's another three um, this is the second challenge then for some of us here this morning Christmas is the opportunity to receive the forgiveness 
sounds strange, but we walk around with, with a sense that we cannot ask God to forgive us for this or for that. We're not worthy to be in his presence. Forgiveness is there for each one of us because we are his child and because he loves us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You need to receive that forgiveness because you've been given this gift of love. And you're able, you need to be able to forgive because you've realized how much God has forgiven you. Some of us are in that space. Some of us, many of us, have forgotten really how much God loves us. And by what we've experienced this morning of understanding how much he loves us, our faith, our belief, our reality of knowing that God really loves me has been built and has been, been reawoken. There's a fire, there's a, there's a sense that's, that's, that's starting to awaken in your hearts. For some of us, we need to affirm that, that love. And that's the difference. You need to affirm it. You need to say it to the Lord. Make the time to say, Lord, thank you that I've realized again that, I love, that you love me. And maybe you need to affirm that to others. How much you know that God loves you. Because of this promise that I've realized is for me. That our faith can grow in this Christmas season. And finally, for some of us, we are living with fear. And we are living in, in an anxious reality of all we might have experienced through the last year and with an anxious and a sense of fear and trepidation of what lies ahead in the coming year. Friends, the word of God is clear. And this is so important for all of us to own this and know this. There's no other way to drive out fear. But the word of God says very clearly, but perfect love drives out all fear. That's found in, also in John chapter 4, verse 18. You need to know, yet today, that if you're living with a sense of fear and anxiety about anything, that God's love, his perfect love, drives out fear. And you need to own that for yourself in these moments as you realize how much he really loves you. Friends, we need to receive this gift this morning. And I'm excited that God has brought us to this point to own that and to accept that. And so the question is, how do we kind of appropriate that? So now we're at this stage of the message where there's gonna be requiring some kind of act or some kind of something that what we've just experienced from God's word, we need to make it real in our lives. So this is the moment where things sometimes get a bit uncomfortable in the service, not at lift, but, um, and, and, and that's what I, I was asking the Lord, well how can, I, how can we make this real? And, um, I was reminded also of, um, of a specific Christmas carol really and um, of a person really who, who wrote a prayer and uh, let me give you a little bit of context. So there's a guy by the name of uh, Philip Brooks and um, he, he sat on a hillside overlooking Bethlehem and he was just contemplating what happened on that first Christmas, morning, uh, Christmas Eve. And 
Christine and I had the privilege back in the 90s to, it's different now, it's a Palestinian town, Bethlehem, um, to get there nowadays, it's kind of just with a bus and it's to these like special you know, places and, and back again. But in those days, uh, it, was a, it was a peace time uh, and Christine and I were able to sit on a shepherd's field overlooking Bethlehem. And of all the places, there's really two places in Israel that have moved us both. Uh, this is the one place and the other place was just sitting in the sea in Galilee uh, with our feet in the water, with no people around. And, but, but, but this specific spot was, uh, was an incredible moment for Christine and I because we could, it was overlooking, uh, it's, an, it's, it's not a very pretty place, but we were sitting in, this, in the shepherd's field. There were sheep and there were stone walls and surprisingly it was a spring, it was cold, it was very green and Christine and I just sat there and uh, it was just an incredible moment for us just to realize this is where it happened. Uh, it wasn't a physical building, um, and as I thought, well, Lord, there's a prayer I know about this. Um, and this man reflects on this as he, he writes about this specific carol. And he says this, that um, as he reflected on, the, on, on what happened in that village on that Christmas morning, on that Christmas Eve, um, the Holy Spirit moved me and I experienced a peace and a presence of Christ. And it inspired me that I got out a pencil and a small piece of paper that I had, and I wrote down in my heart the words that, that came to me. And he wrote the Christmas carol, a little, little, a little Town of Bethlehem. And so, what is that to do with our, how we're going to appropriate this? Verse 4 is a prayer of us to Jesus, O holy child of Bethlehem. And the verses are as follows O holy child of Bethlehem. Descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born to us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us. Our Lord, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. And so, we're going to appropriate this in a beautiful way. For many of us, We've been journeying with the Lord. These words are going to be reflecting on how God is again telling us how much he loves us. As he comes to you and he abides with you. As you declare with the angels how much you love him. And how much he loves you. And that as you realize afresh and anew that the Lord loves you. And he is your Lord. Your King. Christ with you. For many of us, it's going to be, an, I wonder if we're going to say this together, just that it's this that you know where we're going. Um, for those that have, of you that have been journeying with us and some of us in, in the auditorium who, who have never before declared that the Lord Jesus is Christ with us, God with us, my Lord, who comes and abides with me, who comes to me um, who casts out my sins, who abides in me. Lord, come and abide with me. Come and take hold of my heart. You are going to remember December the 13th, 2021, as the day when I spoke this Christmas carol prayer. And forever and hour into eternity, you can say that on this day, 
you have declared your love for the Lord and you became a child of God. For those that are online as well. And so that's my heart. As I've shared about the love of God, I've given you an idea of how much he loves you through his word. And as we focused on all that he has done for us, he is the greatest gift of Christmas. And I want us to respond as we share this very excitedly together. And so if you could please stand. So I know usually when you have to say something with other people, that um, it kind of starts a bit wonky, and then it gets better and better as we figure out the rhythm of speaking together. Um, But we're not going to practice it. We're just going to say it, and I'm going to start saying it, and just follow me. And um, in that space, I really want us just to reflect on everything that we've just said, and then allow us to declare this prayer to Jesus. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out my sin and enter in. Be born to us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen.